السلام علیکم رحمۃ اللہ ارشد شریق اللہ ارشد محمد ریمبر ابراہم As most of you, if not all, are aware that these days I am doing some house visits. I'm trying to meet as many families in Virginia as possible. Just this past week, I was fortunate enough to meet an Ahmadi family. I met two brothers who come from Pakistan. And they told me that when our Jamaat was celebrating 100 years of the existence or the establishment of Jamaat-e-Amdiya in Islam, 1989. They were in Pakistan and they remembered the significance of that day. Because on that day in their home, seven or eight companions of the promised Messiah came. And they came and they shared their stories, how they saw promised Messiah, how they converted. And these brothers who are now Ansarullah were back then young children, Atfal and Khudam's age. But they remember and their children will remember where their parents were. when the first 100 years were completed of Jamaat-e-Amdiya in Islam. So the significance of this day, 15th February 2020, is also very important. Because this day marks the completion of 100 years and also the beginning of the next 100 years. When Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Sahib Anhu, landed on the shores of Philadelphia, he might not have known what was in store for Ahmadiyyat in the first 100 years in USA. They were working in the dark. They did not know what was ahead of them. They had to start from the scratch. They had to build something that could eventually evolve into what we have today 100 years on. But what does the next 100 years hold in store for Jamaat-e Ahmadiyya in the United States of America is what I'm going to be talking about. Yesterday after Fajr Salat, One of my very dear brother and uh, someone who is very dear to me approached me and said to me, he said that, what are we celebrating? What exactly is it that we are celebrating? Are we celebrating that we have close to 100 mosques in the United States of America in these 100 years? Are we celebrating the fact that the number of Ahmadis from 1 or 5 or 10 or 700 or 2000 has now increased to 20,000? in last 100 years through conversion, migration, and birth? Or are we celebrating the financial sacrifices and the collective budget of our Jamaat, which was at one point in time used to come from the Markaz of Jamaat, which was Qadiyan. And now we are not only self-sufficient, but we're also supporting other countries. What is it that we are actually celebrating? So it got me thinking. <clears throat> so last night I met an MD businessman and I asked him one very simple question. I said, how do you gauge success at the end of each year when you close the books. What's the yardstick? How do we measure our success and progress? So he shared a very interesting response. He said that when they close their books, they don't only look at the positives, but they also look at the negatives, the shortfalls, the mistakes and the errors that they made so that moving forward, the same mistakes are not replicated. Without this step, no real progress can ever be made. Otherwise, we will take one step forward and two steps backward. I couldn't agree more. Before we get to see or envision what the next 100 years might have in store for us, just a quick glance of 
What is it that we have achieved? Where we currently stand when we talk about our current existence in the United States of America. The reason this brother approached me yesterday after Fajr Namaz is because he was worried. Something was bothering him. He is in a mazi, a righteous man, and I can attest to that because I see him. But he wasn't worried about his namaz, he was worried about the namaz of other individuals who are not coming to the masjid. He pays his chanda to the da, to the saint that he makes. But he's not worried about his chanda because he knows that he is doing the right thing. What worries him is the fact that there is a very big number of our own brothers and sisters who work, who have a source of income, but they're not willing to submit their budgets. So it begs the question, this is where we are. Where are we going from here in the next century of Ahmadiyya in the United States of America? I remember when I was in Jamia Ahmadiyya, Canada, my very dear, beloved Maulana Mubarak Nazir Sahib, may Allah Ta'ala give him long and prosperous life, he shared an anecdote once and it became etched, it became imprinted on my brain, on my mind to this very day. He said that there was an old man who was planting a tree he was planting a fruit tree and a young man was passing by who saw this elderly gentleman and in a very mocking way said to this elderly man, why are you planting this tree when you won't even live to eat its fruit? And this old man very aptly replied saying, my dear son, I ate from the tree that my ancestors planted. And today I am planting the tree that my children and their children will eat from. This captures the essence of how we ended up here. Whether it was Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Sahib or Rashid Ahmed Sahib American, may Allah have mercy on his soul as well. Whether it was Sufi Matiur Imam Bengali Sahib or other individuals. Whether it was Sheikh Mubarak Ahmed Sahib It was the sacrifice that our ancestors made that you and I are benefiting from that we are reaping the fruits of. So now the question is, are we planting the seeds to the trees of the trees that our future generations will be benefiting from? When Mufti Sahib came here, he did not know what, what the first 100 years of Ahmadiyat in USA had in store for us. But let me share with you what the next 100 years definitely hold in store for us. The promised Messiah والسلام, has stated, and this is in Urdu, Agar koi marker wapis aa sakta, to wo do teen sadiyon ke baad dekh leta, ke sari dunya ahmadi kom se is tarah pur hai, jis tarah samandar katarat se pur hota hai. If someone could return after dying, they would have witnessed with their own eyes that 100 or 200 years later, they would have witnessed that the ahmadi nation, that the ahmadi Muslims are everywhere like droplets of water in ocean. Hazrat Khalifatul Masisani Radiallahu the second caliph stated, Jab so saal ka zamana pura ho jayega, us waq jamaat ka farz hoga ke azim ushan jubli manaye, uske baad jo log zinda rahenge, wo inshallah wo din bhi dekh lenge, jab sari dunya mein ahmdi hi ahmdi honge. The second caliph said, when 100 years on the establishment of jamaat come to its conclusion, it is imperative that the members of the Jamaat celebrate that jubilee, that centenary in an excellent manner. Because those who would be alive after that would witness it with their own eyes. That the entire world would become Ahmadi. Or everywhere in the world we would see Ahmadi Muslim. The third caliph said, Ahmadiyat ki agli sadi, ghalabai deen-e-haq ki sadi hogi. 
that the next century will be the century of the dominance of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat in Islam. And Khalifatul Masih Rabbi Rahimahullah Ta'ala then in a very prophetic way stated, I give you a good news that in the next century you will see this vision of the mountains and the mountains and the he said, I give you glad tidings that in the next century of Ahmadiyyat, you will witness, you will behold this scene, this sight with your own eyes, that great world powers will be humbled before you and Ahmadiyyat will be victorious. This is what Ahmadiyyat has in store for us in the next 100 years, inshallah. But it begs the question, Collectively as a Jamaat, are we progressing? Are we progressing at an individual and at the family level? Each and every single one of us needs to ask these four questions. Let's do this exercise right now. I'm going to ask these questions and I want you to sincerely answer every single one of these questions in your own heart. You don't have to say out the answers out loud, but be sincere to yourself when you answer these questions. Question number one. Am I financially better off than my parents' generation? Question number two. Am I physically in a better place than my parents' generation? Question number three. Am I spiritually in a better place than my parents' generation? And question number four. Are my children closer to Allah than I was at their age or are they worse off? If our answers reflect that we are worldly better off than our previous generation, but spiritually worse off than we are, my dear brothers and sisters, suffering from a spiritual stagnation. If we desire to be given a new spiritual life, if we desire to be woken up from this state of spiritual slumber, then we must do what Allah said to Ibrahim salam in the verses with which I began my talk. Ibrahim salam asked Allah Ta'ala to show him how life is given to dead people, how life is restored to spiritually dead. And Allah Ta'ala answered Ibrahim والسلام, saying, Take four birds, attach them to yourself, and then place them on different mountains, and then call them towards you and they'll come running towards you. This is how Allah Ta'ala answered the question of Ibrahim how do you give life to those who are spiritually dead? So if we feel that spiritual stagnation or we feel that our children are moving away from God, if we feel that our children are moving away from Ahmadiyyat, then this is what needs to be done. In our own homes, we need to establish the love of Allah Ta'ala. We need to establish the love for Salat. We need to establish the connection with Khilafat. We need to establish the love for spending in the way of Allah Ta'ala. It's not a tax. Just the same way that offering namaz is not a tax. We do this and then and only then we will become spiritually alive and so will our children. Otherwise, there is no guarantee. Look, we heard today before my talk, it was mentioned that many of the individuals who were once Ahmadi in the United States of America, they fell off the train of Ahmadiyyat and they became lost. And not just they became lost, but now their generations, their progenies are also gone. Is that, is that how myself... Is that how my children are going to be? Is that how you and your children are going to be? That's the real question here. Why did Allah Ta'ala talk about Ibrahim in the Quran? Why Ibrahim and why not someone else? Because four things happen and they encapsulate everything we're trying to achieve here. Four things. 
The reason Ibrahim was mentioned is because a man loves his own life the most. There is nothing more dearer to us than our own existence. Ibrahim was willing to jump in the fire for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. That's why Allah Ta'ala chose Ibrahim. A man loves his wife after his own self the most. Ibrahim at the behest of Allah Ta'ala left his wife Hazrat Hajra in the wilderness of Makkah. A man loves his children the most after his own self and his wife. Ibrahim for the sake of Allah Ta'ala left his only son. He was 85 plus when he was given a son. He left his only son in Makkah knowing that they may die, they may perish any minute. But he had faith in Allah Ta'ala. And last but not least, a man loves his wealth. A man loves his wealth. This is why it's very difficult. 50% of our members have not submitted their budget. It has to be the love of the wealth. But look how Ibrahim was, He parted ways with his own family business. You know what his family business was? Making idols. And it was a very good business back then. He gave up his family business for the sake of one true God. Whatever makes us these four things that I mentioned. He gave everything up. And when he did that, you know what Allah did? Allah said, Ibrahim was a one-man nation. Till the day of judgment, people will remember the name of Ibrahim That's how we should be remembered when we present sacrifices for the sake of family. I end my speech with a couple of more things. Hazrat Khalifa Taala, when 100 years of Jasa Salana were happening, he sent a message in a letter which read, Meri nasiyat aapko ye hai, ke jahan Allah Taala ne taadad mein itni barkat di hai, aur Hazrat Bani Asisla Aliya Amdiya ki is dua ko ghair mamuli tor par sharfe kabooliyat baksha hai, ke ek se hazar hove, babar go bar hove, vahan hamesha is dua ke dusre hisse par bhi aapki nazar hai, aur aise neeka maal bajal aayen, ke aap Hazrat Masih Maud Alayhi Salam ki rohani aulad ke tor par, Hazrat Bani Asisla Aliya Amdiya ki neek tamannao par pura utarne wale hon, اور آپ کے حق میں حضرت مسیح مہود علیہ السلام کا یہ منظوم کلام پوری شان سے صادق آئے اہلِ وقار ہوئے فخرِ دیار ہوئے حق پر نصار ہوئے مولا کے یار ہوئے خلیفت مسیح رابِ رحمہ اللہ تعالیٰ said that it is my advice to you that although Allah has blessed us with numbers in our persons but we should always remember the words of the promised Messiah علیہ السلام the prayers of the promised Messiah علیہ السلام that if we want to be the recipient of those words, of those prayers, then we have to supplement our words, our claims with actions, not just mere words. When we do that, then this prayer of Ibrahim becomes a testament for us as well. This is recorded in chapter 26, verses 84 to 90. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَطَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ My Lord, bestow wisdom on me and join me with the righteous and give me a true reputation among posterity and make me one of the inheritors of the garden of bliss and disgrace me not on the day when they will be raised up, when they will be raised up, the day when wealth, the day when wealth and sons shall not avail, but he alone will be saved. Who brings to Allah a sound heart. Tu mere dil ki shashchahat bane. Ek nai meri kainat bane. Sab jo tera hai laakh ho mera. Tu jo mera bane to baat bane. Neech hai tujh se munkate har zaat. Jiska tu ho. 
उसी की बात बने वाखिर दवाना ने अलहमदिल्ला